Hi, friends. Welcome back to Pewology. This is our show, Loopholes. Let me tell you what you're about to get into. This is a group of people, group of friends, all believers, talking through issues that are either things we do that are built out of tradition and not in the Bible or in the Bible and things we don't do. There's all these loopholes. It tends to be with our faith as it compares to the written word and how we live that faith out. We hope that this show challenges your thinking and pushes you to look deeper into the scripture. The first two installments of this series are going to be on women's roles and women's participation in the local church. Check it out. How did we get off? Like, how did this happen? Are you talking about a male or female? Oh, but does it matter? Somebody did say to me once, though, you're just like a demon, they just can't call you one. <laughs> <laughs> does it feel like we're just like stretching? To like... like looking for loopholes in a sense. You get demoted, you work your way back up. <laughs> What do you get demoted to? Janitor? You're a greeting. You're on the greeting team. <laughs> Today with me, some good friends from the pews, so to speak. Uh, we have a good friend, Danielle, and Sandy, and Tabitha, and Pam, and we're all going to be weighed in on women and their role in the local church. Ba-boom. Our first full female panel. So good. I love it. All right. So did anybody grow up in church where there was a female in charge? No. Nope. Nope. No? No. Okay. Anybody? I was kind of hoping there would be. I guess that's a that's a buzzkill right there. Um anybody sat under a woman pastor, preacher? No. No. Nope. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okie dokie. I've uh, gone to churches where women have been pastor. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. In Long Island, my mom tends to frequent one. Yeah. What was mm-hmm. your, like? What What was your? We have to start out that way. Well, I'm just saying. What was your? <laughs> what was your? What was your reaction to? Um. Well, it Long Island in itself is an interesting place, and church is an interesting place out there. So it it was interesting because it, it was two females, like the pastor and the assistant pastor were both female. Um, was, man, I don't want to get anybody mad. Don't get mad at me, women. <laughs> but it wasn't good. It wasn't good? <laughs> it wasn't good at all. Oh, okay. No, it wasn't. But was it, okay, okay, hold on. Was it not good because they were women, or was it just not good because they just weren't good at their appointments? Yeah, I would say the second thing. Okay. Because, um, I mean, you can go to churches where guys are not good, too. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I've been sure. to churches where I've it's been like to many of them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, who yeah. the heck is that guy? <laughs> but who, was, who let that guy have the pulpit? It was somewhat disorganized, and um, and it was more of a name it, claim it type of church, uh, anyway. So got I, it. I just, I wasn't a fan. So you to came in with your with. guard up to begin with. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. But. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. So let's talk. 
about our experience and and what's going on here, right? Mm-hmm. So this is a weird deal. Like we don't have a whole lot of women participating at the um, upper leadership levels at the church. Correct. How do you feel about that? A little bit confused. Okay. Hook me up. Um, okay, so I'm probably like the wrong person. No, you're fine. Honest, That's why you're but... here. Go ahead. We would <laughs> um, love for you to weigh in. I'm, I personally am in a place of confusion anyway. Um, <laughs> but I, I was brought up um, in what they call the holiness movement. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so I was brought up in the apostolic church. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very strict. Um, I think I've shared before, like, like we we didn't do a lot of stuff as as females you know so growing up I could not wear pants I couldn't wear makeup I I didn't get my ears pierced till I was 19 um it it was really really tough uh you know standing outside at the bus stop with the skirt on Mm. at, at, at 60 degrees you know when I was in high school um so being brought up in that it kind of formed um what um I was supposed to know about the difference between men and women. So um, those were requirements only of women, right? Um, But then as I got older and um, started in ministry myself and was called into ministry, Mm -hmm. I did become very confused because I knew that there was a change in my life and I knew that God called me to ministry, but yet I wasn't allowed to do certain things. (laughs) So uh, it made me question, you know, did God call me or did God call you because you won't acknowledge that God called me. Okay, so I say all that. <laughs> oh, okay. So I say all that to say this. Whenever I, I, I come into a space where I see that there are um, only men that operate in ministry in the church, it is a little confusing for me only because I know what God has called me to do. Okay. So in a lot of ways, I've... Um, I don't profess, yes, I I minister in church. I minister behind the pulpit. Um, But a lot of my work is out, you know, not within Mm -hmm. the four walls. So I kind of justify it to myself like that so that I don't end up judging or that I don't end up being even more confused than I am, you know, just naturally through my upbringing and in that being in conflict with what I feel in my spirit. I got you. What, what about the rest of you? Do what has your experience been like as a woman in church? Like, I mean, Tabitha is saying like, well, when you have a calling, then then you look at things through a different lens. But, you know, as a participant, as someone coming to a church, attending a church, do you have thoughts like that? Like, okay, what what are these knuckleheads? What are these guys doing? <laughs> what do you think? I, I think um, as as long as I've been going to church, I've always felt like. I'm called to support okay. um, the person that is in the pastor or okay. even my husband right. um, in roles that are participated in the church, such as maybe uh, a woman leading praise and worship okay. or uh, teaching a Sunday school class. Okay. Um, Have you done even, those sort of things? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or right. even teaching a women's Bible study. Right. Um, that's what I feel my role has always been right um that felt comfortable sure okay yeah how about you guys i would agree with that um 
I've never felt stifled for if I felt like there was something that I wanted to take the lead on or um, or be a part of. I never felt like it was, well, no, you're um, because you're a female, you can't do that. But then again, there isn't any, like I never asked to lead, lead, you know, or preach or anything like that. Mm. Not that you would want me to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Prejudging me. <laughs> um, so I, I agree with what Pam's saying as far as I always felt like women were to support. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's a role that we're designed to do. Um, and if you look at, you know, women throughout the Bible, that seems to be, you know, where um, where they fit in the roles that they play. Mm-hmm. You know, hmm. so I thought that I thought that was purpose, purposefully what we were doing as a church, saying that, and I didn't never questioned it when I came in because I was just in. Yeah, I was kind of all in, very yeah. childlike, very much just show me what I'm supposed to do. But that seemed like to be the conversation that. I, I even think I heard somebody say that, or you say that somewhere, okay. that it does say in the Bible about men being leaders of the church. And from my understanding now, it just seems like it is sort of, there's a lot of ambigu- ambiguity and, and kind of conflicting, you know, phrases in there that you're kind of like, okay, wait, no. does that mean, does that mean <laughs> what yes? Does that mean? Right. But then no, and then oh, and, and you hear about, you know, Priscilla and mm-hmm. and all that and and I started reading about that and I was like wow that's that seems like she has a really important part in the church but why doesn't she get an actual you know right maybe that's the role is just participating and not questioning and not wanting more but I don't know I think it's in Timothy where it talks about <clears throat> God saying that a woman should not teach a man um, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. Assert authority. Correct. Mm-hmm. First Timothy. Yes. Um, so I've always gone by what the Bible says. She's like, I just go with what the Bible says. Um, and not question the Bible. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is our our uh, path and our, our uh, map right. that we're supposed to follow. So that's what I try to keep myself remembering because in this crazy world um there is some pastors i mean some churches that do Mm -hmm. have women pastors and they totally are all for it and think that you know it's not the man's place um it's the woman's place to be the pastor and they've been ordained and but i don't think i could sit under a a woman pastor myself to be honest what do you guys think? <laughs> if if I'm following the Bible, okay, and we know the Bible has truth, so the Bible. Here's the funny thing: like, what do you think about this? Um, like, there isn't. Okay, it is. It is a little weird, right? Because, like, Timothy does say, or Paul says to Timothy. Mm-hmm. In chapter two, he says, "You know, I, I didn't. I don't want to permit uh, women to teach or exercise authority over a man." Um, but it does feel like it's open to a little bit of interpretation, especially when he's mm-hmm. like, "Hey, they should remain silent." And you're like, "Okay, that's weird." Especially, it's weird because in First Corinthians, he tells 
And he tells the woman, when she prophesies, make sure her head's covered. Absolutely. And you're like, That's true. okay, so wait a minute, hold on. Yeah. Is she supposed to, mm-hmm. <laughs> she can only talk with her head covered? Like, I'm not sure <laughs> what, what is supposed to be happening here. Um, but, okay, so let me ask this. So let's go down this road for a second. Whether or not the whole teaching role falls, you know, whether that's the general teaching role falls under the purview of a woman. Let's set that on the table for just a second, and we'll come back to that in a minute. This is what I typically hear in the tradition that I came up in, and I think that many of you have had access to it at some level, and so I don't think it would be foreign to you, this idea. Um, I typically hear that the church body is reflective of the family unit. Mm -hmm. So like, okay, so the church is the macro of the family unit, right? So it's the it's the fam it's the macro family and the of and the individual family has roles and the macro family has roles in that those two families kind of um those two different levels they kind of uh, complement each other in the similarity of those roles meaning that there should be a uh, a male leadership role and i think you use the word support role um, or helper role typically that gets worded from scripture for a family. And then that gets expressed in the macro scale for a church. How does that, like, how do you guys feel about that? How does that, does that, does that sit well with you? Does that, mm-hmm. I mean, cause I think, I mean, to be very frank with you, I think that takes a little bit of work to jump around a number of different scriptures to kind of go, okay, well, this is why, and this is why, and this is why, but I'm just generally like saying the idea. Does that idea sit well with you? <laughs> a hush falls over yeah, I, I think that it's it's very true. I, I I look and I see that before God instituted anything, He instituted family, and okay. I know and and I agree a hundred percent that the church is likened to a family. Okay. I believe, and and the Scripture teaches us that the man is every is the head of every woman, and, right. and mm-hmm. Christ the head of the church, um, and. I love that because though I don't try to overstep my husband in everything, only certain things. Right. <laughs> right. Him um, I don't try to overstep him. He does still respect my opinion on things, and not just my opinion, but my expertise in things. Um, but I always reverence him as the head of of not just the household, but even kind of sometimes me right. <laughs> you know and and that's especially in the day that we live in right now sometimes that's kind of difficult with the whole you know i am woman hear me roar <laughs> me thing. Too. um it, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard but that's the way that i was brought up and that's what i believe that my husband is my head and that but that doesn't diminish who i am in christ and that doesn't mi- diminish my strength as a person a human being or even a woman yeah because typically i mean think about what you know Paul says, you know, there's that in Christ, there's neither Jew nor Greek nor male nor female. And most of the time, the conservative thought on that is, yes, that's true from a salvation standpoint. But from a church organization standpoint, there still should be roles. Absolutely. Right. And so and that's kind of what we're talking about, like roles. Right. And then when we talk about roles, the roles are reflective of the family. And in the family, there are roles. And, the, and that's where we get this like like this mindset, this delineation. But here's my thinking. Right. And I was thinking through this this week because I know it's going to be meet with you guys. What's your, like, 
you know, each of you has raised a family or either in process or raised a family, right? So what, <laughs> just, I just think about your role in your home, how important it is, how highlighted it is, how like influential it is in many ways, far outweighing sometimes the husband's role. Now the husband still may be a leader and I don't think anybody's trying to usurp that, but there's such a, a, a defined like galvanized like running of this home right it doesn't feel like that gets reflected at the church level very well right in the macro it's kind of like hey guys you know remember we're the authority you know what I'm saying and then it's like well what are we supposed to be doing does that make sense does it feel like it's yeah. underrepresented at all to you guys I think that to a point there's some of that um, you know we obviously see in Proverbs 31 how mm-hmm. much she she was involved with the household, mm-hmm. even investments and yeah, purchasing. And um, so women are definitely capable of doing those types of things. And then you think about what we've been doing here with building the building and investments. And mm-hmm. I don't think a woman's been involved in any of that process. And not that that makes it wrong, mm-hmm. but was it even something? I mean, I'm. I guess if there was an, a woman with some expertise, you know, let's say, you know, Sam and Jaddy, mm-hmm. who's, you know, does some real estate type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Not that you wouldn't go, but yeah. I don't, I don't think you'd be like, hey, yeah, come, join, <laughs> come join our all male <laughs> church building. <laughs> okay, okay. Like, I, he, maybe this is what I'm trying to say is I don't think that you guys, even though you, I joke around with you a lot as right. far as being a chauvinist, but. Um, <laughs> Wow, this took a turn, didn't it? I'm, I am seriously joking. But I don't believe that that's your heart. Right. You know? Um, so to me, I don't feel like the Vine's got it wrong or the Vine sees women. Beneath. A second class. Correct. Right. Um, I think you value the, the women that you do have around here and the roles that they play, whether it be children's ministry or, you know, things like that so I, I never felt that way right. um so so no I and clearly we're capable mm-hmm. clearly we're capable I think as women too I, I think we're we're called just like in a family to just lead by example and just become this you know this person not this woman but this person that you want your family to be and I think sometimes women don't get noticed for that but they have to be the model and sometimes they have to be the spiritual nudger of the family and say hey we gotta let's step it up a little or let's do this or you know and sometimes just saying it is not going to work they have to see it they have to see you doing it so they have to see you go out there and go help someone they have to see you you know since i started you know Mm -hmm. when i first started coming and going to the homeless shelter, I would take my kids because I wanted, I wanted them to understand, and understand the joy that was happening, and and I couldn't just say to them, "You need to stop being so spoiled. You need to stop <laughs> being, you know, like so entitled." Yeah. Why You're do you so think entitled. you, you know? Why do you think you have this and this? No, I just went there and they saw it. They saw it with their own eyes, and they saw how capable they were of just giving and how much joy it was to give back and to to do what God called you to do because we have enough and we 
are more than capable of doing more than we do every day. Mm-hmm. I guess that's my, like, I guess what I'm trying to communicate is that when I think of our home and the way our home is run and my wife's influence over the home and her role in the home is such a big role, right? And then I don't, I feel like that is underrepresented. I think we've, in our efforts to try to honor this role mentality that we see in scripture, kind of Paul laying out for us, like family should be reflective in the church. I, I think somewhere along the lines, there's probably like a, a balance to that that's that's healthy and good and a threshold. And I feel like sometimes we're errant on the side of maybe being to underestimating that role mm-hmm. or, or, or what could mm-hmm. be participant. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, because think about it. At, at the end of the day, it's not like the role of the woman in the home is, hey, do nothing. Mm-hmm. And the guys do everything. In fact, it's almost the opposite. It's, it's like, yeah. hey, they're going to do everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And the guys are going to kind of set a standard and be the, you know, the influencer. And maybe at the end of the day, kind of like, you know, the protector, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, and maybe even decider to some extent. We could look at, you know, some of that stuff. And I know that's probably not the most comfortable language. But it maybe, right? Yeah. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the actual on-the-ground, boots-on-the-ground work falls predominantly on the sure. wife most of the time. They're, they're the ones making the home, you know what I'm yeah, saying, sure. and making mm-hmm. it work. Yeah. And it just feels like that doesn't get reflected a lot in the church home. Like, in fact, it feels a little bit like it's the opposite in the church home. Like, it's like, hey, we got this, ladies. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. you know, you guys, it's almost like we've turned you into observers a little bit, right? Yeah. Like, like, there's a little bit more of like, hey, you observe we got to go do some church stuff a little bit. I I, I don't, you don't think so? You don't feel like not here. I mean, I'm sure that that happens in other places. Maybe. Um, but I don't feel like it's here. I think the church is set up to operate in a certain manner that God's called it to operate. And I think we do a great job at that. Right. Um, and allowing the women to participate and come alongside and do other things. Okay. Um, makes it work. Okay. But devil's I advocate. I'm sorry. <laughs> devil and oh, not devil's advocate, but devil's you know advocate what I'm trying fine. to say. Ooh, yeah, um, but to the point of what you were saying, if the church is to be run, or not just run, but is a model mm-hmm. of family life and the home, and if the woman's role in that home is you know, very important, like literally you can't mm-hmm. run it without her, then why is that not reflected in the church as well? As but, in your, but in your home, you know that your husband is above, is in, is in control of everything Absolutely. in the home. And you're, ab- you're actually coming alongside of him and you both are working together to run your home. Yeah, so right? let, me, let me give you some examples, right? Like, I, I think... Like, I think Daniel makes a strong point, right? So let's take, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to call anybody out, like any certain groups out. Okay, let me use Sandy as an example, right? This is, I haven't thought this through. So, so Sandy just took over the responsibility of um, the oversight of the homeless mission that we have, which has been overseen by a deacon who's a guy for the last four years four years mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but if i said we're gonna call sandy a deacon 
or we're gonna start we'll have a group of deaconesses it would be like we would have to go round and round a little bit first you know i actually i'm sorry <laughs> to interrupt but i did say i did that was one of my first thoughts um and i wasn't i wasn't questioning i'm not questioning frankie in any way he's like my brother just like mike is but um i was wondering that when when i, I when i went home after you know after mm-hmm. we, he talked to me and he asked me and i was like yeah of course i'm already here pretty much most of the time anyway mm-hmm. and i was like yeah it's not a big deal i actually enjoy this a lot um mm-hmm. but i was like how is he gonna stay a deacon if i'm doing <laughs> the thing that he's supposed to be doing and running and i was like well maybe he's gonna be doing something else right you know what i mean but i was but i did think that i was like that's weird and I, it did cross my mind and i had that thought and i was like you know just probably just just settle down it's it's okay but <laughs> but it but it did but but there was a female just inside of me who's incredibly yeah and in, like a very big feminist and says how can you how can you do that right you know but okay so l- let me give you another example uh and i'm just giving you practical examples i'm not saying these are indicative of some theological point i'm saying these are just on the ground boots on the ground issues at a local church right mm-hmm. so i had a video conference with some of the deacons the other night we were talking about all the different different areas that it takes to make a sunday morning happen at the church right and as I was walking through the day, I, I, I neared it down to like nine essential areas that really take a specific volunteer in each area, usually multiple volunteers over multiple services to make the church work, right? To work well. Mm-hmm. And so we have, and usually we would say, let's put a deacon in charge of each of these areas and kind of like hone in their responsibility like hey you're in charge of this don't leave this this is your thing set the volunteers call the volunteers train the volunteers recruit you know all that kind of stuff and then oversee it It, it's an area of ministry right they're Mm -hmm. not really decision makers but they're helping lead the charge and service right Mm -hmm. um but we have five deacons (laughs) there's nine areas yeah And, and, and it was funny because the conversation immediately went to this we got to get some more deacons Mm -hmm. There wasn't like a like an our knee jerk reaction was not. Is there some ladies that can fill these roles? <laughs> <laughs> Which is that's nice. pretty telling of us. But, nice. but but do you see what I'm saying? Like it was. Hey, we got to get some more guys in here, right? And then and then here's the really telling part. Are you ready for the next part? The next part is we went. I don't know if there's any guys qualified, so we'll just have to go without. <laughs> 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 There was at least a discussion of like, I'm not sure these guys are ready. You know, that's true. So so that's kind of almost kind of comical when you think about it. Right. That that's just the way we typically think, which I think in specific. Now, Sandy's the role Sandy's taking is really a role that's essential to the church and its operations. But it's outside the Sunday morning experience. But it's Mm -hmm. it's essential to what we're doing from a strategic missional standpoint. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And so usually we would charge a deacon with that. It just so happens that Sandy's the most co- committed person in that area. And when Frank came to me and said, I need to get out of this because I'm the chairman of the deacons now and get in overseeing some other things, yeah. I said, who's the next best candidate? And he said, Sandy. And we just went, oh, that's great. Let's move on, right? But then now, since we're having this discussion, it's like, huh, I wonder if that would have gone the same <laughs> if it was a Sunday morning thing. Or is, is there something about the Sunday morning experience that that is – a little more touchy when it comes to like women 
being the example of some area of ministry. Because to me, if it's reflective of the home role, I would think you'd have some women. Of course, me too. Mm-hmm. That would be in some of these roles. And I don't think that undermines the whole role no, thing. not at all. Because think about it, like, that's how it works in my home, right? Like, there's this really kind of robust, kind of day-in, day-out operational kind of person who in our, in our home is cat, right? Yet there is a mutual respect that at the end of the day, I've been given a role by God, she's been given a role by God, and but it's this very defined, robust role that she's yeah. that she's participating in. It's not an observer role. It is a participant Absolutely. role. It is like a, hey, right. we got to get boots on the ground, stuff done in this family. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know. What do you think? I think we have, as women, especially growing up in the church, we grow up in the traditional, you know, male being the head, that it's just... To me, I never thought, oh, I needed a title because I'm serving or I'm doing something um, or I need to be recognized as a leader. My reason for coming to church isn't for what I can get out of it per se. The status that I can get is what can I do to help? What can I do to serve? So whether if it's behind the scenes and nobody ever knows about it or it's, you know, up front helping to lead worship on a Sunday, I I'm okay with that without having a title. Sure. Right. Um, somebody did say to me once, though, you're just like a deacon. We just can't call you one. <laughs> 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 with everything that you're doing, I'm like, oh, I need, I need to process that. But okay. Yeah. So, for example, Danielle's leading the foster care component of our church, right, the organization for all the foster care families. I mean, typically you'd think about that being – like a like some sort of ministry, okay. Let, so let's let's back up, right? So I tell this to the guys all the time, the elders all the time, because I think this is true, and this is my opinion, but I'm just gonna throw it out there. Um, I think nobody wants to have this discussion because the idea of dealing with what it would mean to have women deacons is harder to do the the hard work of having that biblical discussion and making that case theologically that's harder work than saying hey guess what we're doing away with deacons altogether we're going to call everybody ministry team leaders <laughs> and we're going to have women doing that right because that because if you go to like any modern church like if you and i don't want to name a church for the podcast because then we'll just have to beef it later but if you go to church anywhere else right They've just done away with that title, yeah. deacons, and they have ministry team leaders, and there's a bunch of women who are running ministry teams, mm-hmm. right? Does that make sense? But yeah. somehow this deacon word hangs us up, right, on, like, ministry leadership. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Or like, is that, that's just my opinion. I, that's just what I see. I see that it's harder to deal with that. So why does Sandy have to be called a deacon? Miss, well, miss, miss. So let me give you. Why a can't it? Since it's outside of the church, why can't she just be called Sandy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is called? And her? that's her ministry. Well, this um, is the this is the argument I hear all the time. But and you kind of made it. It's very gracious of you to make this argument. But I want you to think about it, right? Well, I get this from guys and from gals all the time. They say, "Well, we're not in this for a title." And to be very honest with you, that's one of the things that the deacons and the eldership thinks about, right? When they're inviting anybody to be a part of those teams, one of the things that actually gets discussed is, does this person want to serve or does, does this person want a title? 
right? Mm -hmm. Because nobody wants people mm -hmm. that just want titles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Everybody wants that, but the the guys also recognize that there has to be some sort of deputized leadership at the church when it comes to areas of ministry, areas of oversight, areas of service. Because if we don't, if there's no formalized leadership, there's chaos. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Correct. And so that's why yes. we have those titles and that stuff. It's like, hey, what, I don't care what the title is, deacon, ministry team leader, you know, associate pastor, <laughs> bishop. I don't know what you're going to call these people. But at, at some point you call them something and you say, this is, this is the tip of the spear when it comes to this ministry, whether that's the prayer ministry, the foster care ministry, the homeless ministry, the, the Sunday morning setup ministry, whatever it is, they get some sort of delineated title, not because they want a title, but because we want to organize. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But why is it, like, well, if the roles were reversed okay. in, in Sandy's case, and there was another gentleman that was the next thing that mm -hmm. was, you know, ready mm -hmm. to take that role, wouldn't it be a no-brainer that he would be called a deacon or no? Well, no, it, it would probably... It, what, what would probably be true is in part what you're saying that it would be like, hey, if somebody stepped into Frank's role, like Frank came to me and said, hey, Bob is ready to take my role and I'm going to step over here and do this because I'm the chairman. Now. Then my next comment would to him have been, well, let's talk about Bob being a deacon. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? Absolutely. That did not happen here. Because well, actually, it kind of did because I said, I said, Sandy's a perfect example of a deacon without a title, mm -hmm. right? And so, and it's nice that she's willing to do it without a title. But in fact, that's one of the qualifications for deacon. Absolutely. Are you willing to do it without a title? Absolutely. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? So then she's yeah. even more perfect. Yeah, she's like it. the perfect candidate, mm -hmm. right? So just but so it's just because she's a female. She's my which lawyer. Is weird. I'm gonna pay her. Later. Yeah, we just lawyered our way into some real trouble here. I don't know. I mean, but even in scripture, a deaconess was not just a deacon's wife. Right. You know, Correct. there were responsibilities. So right. if we're if we're laying this out to model scripture, then why is it an issue today to consider that she's already doing it? Mm -hmm. She's she's the perfect candidate for everybody at the table. Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't we at least consider mm -hmm. her as a deaconess. I, see, I'm from a different type church, so I really don't know. <laughs> so my question is like, we had like, deaconesses in my had, church. Yeah. So mm. I, I just don't understand, I guess. Well, I, I guess my answer to that is that the that there there would be a, I would say, a, a, a more narrow conservative view of Scripture that would say um, the, the exact opposite of what you said, that there is no description of deaconess in the Scripture. And that deaconess, or what people typically refer to as deaconess, was really a deacon's wife, wife. Mm -hmm. which I completely disagree with and I think is completely unfounded biblically. Yeah. But instead of having that biblical argument, what I'm saying is most churches just went, bypass ministry team leaders. Okay. <laughs> Everybody's a ministry team leader. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. It was just easier to go, this is stupid, right? Obviously, we know it's logical that women can and should take some of these roles, right? These are not, most of these roles are not even like like church decision maker roles. They're just like on, boots on the yeah, ground right. ministry roles, ministry. right? Mm -hmm. And we know from the New Testament that that's apparent, and we know that it's logical, mm -hmm. right? And so it's just like, we just don't know how to navigate that one goofy discussion about this title. It's like it's all come down to semantics. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. 
There you go. Do you think it would be a, a long discussion here? No, maybe not. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I don't either. Yeah? Yeah, no, I don't. Okay, so let's, let's, let's do it. Can we do a preview? Can we do a preview of what I, what I know the concerns are going to be? Sure. But what, and what I would love to promote, right? Well, so apparently we are now. <laughs> <laughs> it's out now. So, so I, and I think this is actually biblical. So let, let me read you guys what the problem is. Okay, so this comes from 1 Timothy, and this is typically the problem, right? So in 1 Timothy chapter 3, there's all these qualifications that get listed. It starts with um, the qualifications for... Overseers, right? Um, and so in chapter 3, verse 1, it says, you know, trustworthy saying, whoever aspires to be an overseer, um, and usually we use that word interchangeably with elder, um, and then it lists some qualifications, all these, you know, respectable, self-control, hospitable, teach, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then, like halfway through, it says this. It says, in the same way, deacons are to be worthy of respect, right? So it breaks it in the same way, like delineates, hey, another group, deacons. So we have oversight role and service role, right? Boots on the ground, mm -hmm. right? And so deacons, and that's verse eight. Then it says there should be respectable and sincere and not indulging in much wine and pursuing dishonest gain and keeping hold of the deep truths of the faith and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then there's this next change, right? in the same way. So in verse 11, it starts at the same way as in verse 8. So it says, in the same way, deacons. And then it says in verse 11, in the same way. And this, this is where all the controversy is. Are you ready? It says, the women. The women is what it says. Right now, some of the translations will actually translate it wise. It's, that's not the word wives. That's the translators putting in a word, but it's actually the word women. Right? And the reason that it gets translated women, are you ready for this? It's crazy. It's the word woman in the original language, right? Mm -hmm. And the reason it's the word woman is because deacon in Greek is a masculine word. So he can't use that word. There is no deaconess word. We, see, we, we in our, our language, we can add S's and yeah. stuff to mm -hmm. the, and just make yeah. it feminine. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. not what they have. So he says, in the same way, women are to be worthy of respect and not malicious talkers and temperate and trustworthy and everything. And then it goes back, right? So... All of it centers around this little semantic phrase that happens here. I think that it's pretty apparent that, um, for two reasons, I think it's pretty apparent that it's talking about women serving as servants or, or delineated deputized servants within the church because he says in the same way, in the same way, in the same way. So he's mm -hmm. like, roll, roll, mm -hmm. roll. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Mm -hmm. And the other reason that it seems very typical that it seems like this is the proof is because when it talks about the elders' responsibility, it says nothing about their wives. It doesn't say, and the elders' wives. Mm -hmm. There's no instruction to their wives. So the idea this would be instruction to deacons' wives, and they wouldn't have any instruction for elders' wives is ridiculous, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, hey, elders, deacons, deaconess, or elders, deacon, and female servants, right? This is like the idea, you know? So all of it's about that. And so here's my, my thing, and this is my only thing that I have on this. I think it's a third group. I don't think it's like, hey, throw them on the deacon board with the guys. Number one, yeah, 
that's not always a good situation for a number of reasons. But I think they're their own group. I, mean, I think they're their own board. And I think, in my opinion, that's what gets underrepresented at the local church level, right? Is that what you've basically done is you haven't given the women a deputized way to um, inspire, lead, run, be boots on the ground in certain areas of ministry. And I think, and what we see at our church is there's holes in ministry areas where it's like, hey, who's going to fill this? Oh, wait for some guy to stop drinking too much so you can get on the deep board. <laughs> <laughs> That's no. a true statement. <laughs> so, so, okay. Yeah. So, when they talk about the, um, the duties of a deacon, right. like, this was a big thing in the church where I came from. Right. Um, that they had to be husband to one wife. Right. And for some, that meant that they couldn't. Well, to me, it didn't make sense. It's not. It's, it's going to be obvious that he didn't have two wives in the church. But <laughs> I don't know. Um, but it meant that he could not have been married previously. Some people would That's, interpret it that way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and that was a that was a huge thing. So like literally, mm-hmm. you couldn't be a deacon where I came from. If you had been married before, like if you, yeah, if you had been divorced divorced before. Um, And I just, sometimes I think that um, it it almost felt like the only, the only thing you had to do as a deacon in my first church was be a man. Mm. In the second church that I came from, they were really, really picky. Like I was, my I was born Pentecostal and then later on went to apostolic. So there's, I've, I've heard this argument, or not argument, but discussion in now three different churches. Yeah. And it's so funny how we focus on different things um, in each one of sure. them. But like one was literally just, yeah, just be a man, just, you know, yeah. your pants on. Because, yeah. you know, the women didn't wear skirts. So yeah. you just had to be able to wear pants, yeah. you know? And then the next one, it was like, you gotta be a man, but you yeah, better yeah. not have been divorced because you're out on it. It was that. a little more strict, yeah. 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 No, I, it, but you notice that a, a lot of that is what we bring to the text, right? Yes. Because it doesn't actually say that. It's, it's, they say, well, that's what we think it means, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the second we say that, it's like, that's just your opinion mm-hmm. on what yeah. you think it means. Mm-hmm. Let's not actually say that. It's like, that's just you, like throwing stuff in there. Just yeah. Whatever you want to believe. And making everybody else. And then made it a rule. Yeah, let's make it a rule. Which it doesn't, like, I know we're sidetracking it, but it just, it doesn't take much to go, does that really line up with, like, the New Testament? Like, when we think about Paul's message of grace to the world and to the Gentiles, do we think, like, this, does this line up with this? Is this what he's thinking? Well, of course not. But we can, you know, we can make whatever, you know, harebrained, you know, interpretation we want and throw it at the wall and if it sticks it sticks and you know Mike that's my whole point you know like when we talk about um um the gospel it's the good news of Jesus Christ you know he in my opinion Jesus doesn't care whether a male female he said in the last days he's gonna pour out his spirit upon all flesh you know Mm -hmm. in my opinion and you know I could be wrong but in my (laughs) opinion it's it's it it should be about only about spreading the gospel and and what it takes to run ministry and supporting one another in that whether you are a man or a woman now with that I would not I wouldn't go to a church where a a woman was pastor to me 
um, that's kind of, you know, mm-hmm. going past what scripture says. But I, I just like to be in a place where people just take you for who you are, what regardless of who you are or what you are. And, you know, just because you show love, right. period. So um, I think we get, like, bogged down on, on a lot of those things. But at the end of the day, to me, it, it really doesn't matter. You know, I'm willing to work and be used of Christ, period. And like you were saying earlier, a title means, you know, I, I can already be doing the job, mm-hmm. you know, even at work. I, even when I promote someone at work, it has to be in you before I'm going to give it to you, mm-hmm. you know. So if I'm already doing it, it really doesn't matter. You don't have to put a, a name on it for me. And if the person is the right person for that job anyway, they're really not going to care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I um. I think about it this way, right? I think typically we 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 reduce the role of the overseer or the pastor, right? See, so at, at the vine level, at our level, we think of the overseer role as a plural role, not as an individual role. So plural plurality of leadership. So there are multiple guys who are in a group that are helping to oversee, right? They're the overseers, not the overseer, right? Did that work? Did that work? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Um, but we typically reduce the pastor to this very specific thing, and it gets described as what happens on Sunday morning. So when we think pastor, we think, well, it's the guy that talks on Sunday morning, right? But that's truly kind of not really, first of all, it's not really necessarily completely biblical. And I don't know if that's what Paul's meaning by leadership of a church, right? Because there's so much more that goes on to the leadership sure. of the church than that one hour on yeah, Sunday morning. Absolutely. I mean, that's an important hour. Absolutely. Don't get me wrong. But it's yeah. essential. But the idea that there could never be a time where a woman could share or teach in any way mm-hmm. yeah. seems to me foreign to what we're talking about. It seems more in line with the New Testament that Paul's saying, hey, what should happen at the church level should be reflective of what's happening at the family level. But in my home, there are many times where the teacher is mom. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And that doesn't mean it undermines my role. Like, I don't walk in and be like, oh, I can't believe you took my role. You're teaching today. You know what I'm saying? It's, ah. But w- there's but a, recogni- there's a recognition say, of the role. wait until your dad gets home. Yeah, she does yeah. do that. She does do, she does that. Do that. Yeah. She actually texts me. She actually texts me in advance. You're coming home to this. Uh-huh. Beat this one when you get home. Um, she'll be so happy to say that. But, yeah, that's... That's very true. That's, yeah. But that's part of the, that's part of the like the co-laboring together in this exactly. thing, right? Mm-hmm. Is exactly. that there are plenty of times when she's like, "You get to be the bad guy in this," and thank God that you get to be the bad guy. Yeah. You know, come home, <laughs> drop it down. Mm-hmm. Huh? Okay. So, all right. So let's play this out. We break th- we break this thing. Break huddle here. We go off into the wild blue yonder. You think I could just sell this? Like, you think I could just go up one Sunday and be like, hey, starting a new uh, deaconess board and <laughs> explain it, and you think there'd be no pushback? I'm not saying that there wouldn't necessarily be any at all, but I think with the discussion that, we, that we're having and the way it's being articulated, I think, especially with the group that we have that comes to the vine, I, I think they are open to those things and they're like we're not so we're not all about tradition exactly Mm -hmm. we are not 
about tradition. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, so I, I do. I, I think that um, because of we are, you know, the come as you are, and not everybody that are, that is in roles of leadership, and you, you've said this when you've done, um, when you've ordained a deacon, mm-hmm. is that how you say it? Um, you know, that nobody, nobody, none of us are perfect, right? right? Yeah. N- nobody's going to meet every single thing that's written there. Mm-hmm. So, to, and to think that, so we're, and we're okay with that. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know, I do. I think that the vine would be, maybe some people in first service. that was so cold oh my gosh I love everyone all the first service people listening to this are so mad right now first service (laughs) (laughs) wow wow no I'm kidding I love everyone yes everyone equally oh my goodness okay what do you think what do you think you think that Say it. Say it. I think where the vine is, there probably wouldn't be a problem with it. But for those of us (laughs) that came from other backgrounds, other backgrounds, where that's not the norm, that are, yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think we would have a problem with it. Yeah. I think you're right. I think that, I don't think it's a problem. I think it's such a, it, 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 that's a funny thing, right? I think you, you bring up a really good point because Sandy's a great example of this too, is that one of the things I love about the vine is you got a bunch of people that came to faith here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they didn't come with a bunch of bad habits. Yeah. I say that all the time. I'm like, you didn't come with a bunch of bad habits. I like you so much. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you, you don't have all these bad habits I got to sift through before yeah. you get to like the Bible. That's you still know? true. And so you're right, Pam. I think you're onto something is that when when you're dealing with people who, are willing to come at this with like a, hey, let's just look at this. Let's think through it logically. Let's look at the the narrative of the New Testament. Let's look at this passage. Let's work through it together. Let's come up with something that's reflective of what we see in the New Testament. I think everybody's open to that. Um, but when you add in, hey, this is the way I've always known it to be, right? And mm-hmm. my tradition is this. That becomes the challenge, right? That becomes the real the stumbling block for some. It's not really the Bible or even the discussion or grace or the narrative or women or their role. It's like, hey man, that, that would, it's almost like we're saying my tradition was wrong. Like it's a, it's an indictment gotcha. about their tradition. Mm-hmm. And then that's hard right. to like do that, right? It's hard to make those indictments. And, and probably half, and I'm not sounding mean, but half of the people probably don't even know what Deacon and deaconess, yeah. Yeah. deaconess yeah. is no, yeah, they don't um, care. And so, if you just throw it out there without explaining, yeah, in detail, what this is about, mm-hmm. yeah, it, yeah, I think they would agree that it's great. Mike says it's good. Hey, <laughs> 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 whatever Mike I, says. <laughs> I think you give me way too much credit. Could you imagine? But Ugh. yeah, that's that's how I feel about yeah. it. Yeah, I think there'd be some that would be. Pushback. What do you think? I feel like I can't say anything because it feels like I'm making a case, but I'm making a case for, yeah, you know, Danielle being. Oh. <laughs> she's the chairman. I, she's yeah, the, you, she'd be the deacon, chairman, deacon huh? of the foster care, um, <laughs> you know, mission. If I'm making a case for that, but I was just 
how many times, and this is probably a question for you, Mike, how many times have you said, listen, listen, the Bible was written at a certain point in time. Right. Yeah. This is sort of the interpretation that we have to have because this is what was going on at the time. Right. How many times have you said that, you think? A bunch. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And this is, if I was making a case for it, for women or for whatever it is, mm -hmm. if the case was 18-year-olds becoming something, I don't know. It doesn't have to be women necessarily. How, why, why isn't the question... Why isn't the, the conversation, listen, we have to interpret it right. in this era, yeah. in the time where 54 women became whatever, mm -hmm. congresswomen or whatever, mm -hmm. in this time where women are becoming more in charge and women want to have a say and women, you know, they want to go to a church where women are represented. represented. They want to go to a church where they're not going to feel like they are not going to be listened to. Yeah. Um, not a church that's going to, take away the leadership role of a man, right. but at the same time understanding that, you know, whatever the title would be, right? it would be equal. I think it's a valid point. And, and, and the reason I think it's a valid point um, for me is because it's, it's the practicality of overseeing a congregation. So I've done this for, um, I've done this for 20 years and I can tell you without a doubt that I think the one thing that I see as underrepresented right now is that deputized leadership when it comes to um, women in the church. And, and I think the reason that it's important is because there are some things that happen when the, when the, guy, when the guys begin to function in a healthy way. And it's not always healthy. I've been doing this for 20 years. I've been, I've, I've, I've been on boards. First of all, Let's go back. Let's let's do the long way around the barn. You know, there was a time that we had um, an elder board and what we called a board of directors. So we had an elder board that was really the overseers, and we had a board of directors that was really running the corporation, like the, the nonprofit and the business end of the church, right? The day to day operations. And on that board, there was always a woman. It was kind of our way to put a woman into certain areas that we knew women could, you know. Um, and there was even a time where we had like no functioning deacons, but we had a board of directors and then an elder board. There's been different stages as the church has gone through. But when the guys are functioning well, when the eldership is functioning well, and it's not always function well. <laughs> I've been in, I've been in, I, you know, you don't even know. I've been in meetings where, yeah, it's just not good. But the eldership functions very well today. And there's been times in the history of the church where it's functioned very well. The, the benefit of rubbing shoulders and ironing sharpened irons and working with a group of guys together is a powerful thing, right? Because you're, you're kind of challenging each other and holding each other accountable and like yeah. encourage each other and saying, hey, did you get this? And blah, blah, blah. And when the deacons function well, that happens with them. They start saying, they have a meeting and they're like pumped up. We got to go get this done and blah, 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 blah. And this is our mission and yada, yada, yada. There's something about that synergy that happens. I think that's the piece that's missing, in my opinion, for the ladies is that there are some ladies who serve, but there's no, like, organization to it. There's no, like, deputized, like, hey, let's get together. Let's talk about, like, how we're advancing the cause of Christ in this community in some roles that we think could be filled. Um, there's some, you, does that make sense? I agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that, you know, you know, all small group leaders are now women, and, you know, we're throwing women pastor on the, on the staff and all that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying... But Could why, we take that why can't pass? that be done without titles? 
I think it could. Be, yeah. yeah. I think it could. I think, yeah. I think it could, but... I mean, why are we discussing that it's important now to make titles when for years the church has been ran fine without women having titles, certain titles, other than, you know, Sandy's part of the um, homeless ministry or Danielle's running the, mm -hmm. you know... Um, foster care. Foster care. Um, so why do we have to name them a title? What do you guys think? I think the only place that that comes uh, that becomes an issue for me personally is if she is doing the same thing that he did mm -hmm. and he had the title, <laughs> but now just <laughs> she's, she's a, a female. <laughs> like I, that that's the only place that that is kind of you know funky yeah. for me. Okay, but, but why is that funky? Because if we're on if if you're doing that work, mm -hmm. um, and that work has been previously under a guy mm -hmm. and this was his title why would it ch I, I guess I just don't understand why it would change just because she's a female I, I think it's the sidestep right because really what we're saying is the only reason we can't give the title is because, is because of the controversy about this one little passage yeah it would shake the tree too much there's a there's a there's a chance that now here's the, we here's might the, lose here's people. The funny thing though, the, the actual thing though, the crazy part is Pam's kind of right too, right? Because Frank would have never suggested Sandy if all she wanted was the title, exactly. which is weird, right? Exactly. So she doesn't want the title. She's never asked for the title. I'm the one that's brought up the whole like controversy, right? Like she she didn't say, hey Mike, bring this up in the podcast. Like <laughs> I like, like I brought this up as an example of the problem, which is. We wouldn't do, we, we typically wouldn't just default to, hey, Sandy, you know, we have a deaconess board and Sandy's going to be on that board and she's running this particular area of ministry or, or helping to oversee this area of ministry. So we just don't default there because it doesn't exist at the church. Yeah. So we're going to say, hey, you're going to run this, but you're not a part of any board or any group that meets and has this sense of synergy and deputized leadership and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but I never looked as Frankie being, I didn't say, oh, Frankie's the deacon of the church and he's the only one that can run this ministry. I, I well, looked at it as yeah. this was what he was felt compelled to do, and God laid it on his heart to do it. And because he's a deacon in the church, there, but think about the practicals, though. There are some practicals. I, I don't disagree with you on the mile high view. In fact, I think we're on the same page in the mile high view. I think Frank's attitude was the same. He would never gotten it if that wasn't his attitude, right? Yeah. But but I I mean, did he get the the position because he's a deacon in the church? No, which actually, came first, the deacon, mm, I don't the know. Do yeah, you know? I guess that's my question. Right. Which came I don't first, remember. The the... I think he was a deacon first, but I'm not sure. So but he I mean, did he, he didn't get, get the title Can because he a was a deacon? Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. right. Do you okay. know what I'm saying? But, yeah. but, but think about the practical though. The practical is, and I know this sounds crazy, but we're talking about boots on the ground, how a church gets run. Okay, so Frankie has a credit card of the church in his name. Mm -hmm. He does the shopping. He's entrusted with mm. with certain responsibilities okay. that we would only entrust up until this point. We'd only had entrusted to someone in that kind of like inner circle, like deputized leadership. Right. He has to answer for that. He comes in. There's an accounting. There's all this stuff. He's on a he's on a board that works through the budget for that. Right. They, they do certain things together that are more like practical when it comes to the mm -hmm. actual work of the ministry. Does that make sense? But 
if she was given the exact same role, she doesn't need to be called a title. I don't. I and don't she disagree. would be trusted just as much as Frankie would have. I and think having she, a credit card and being responsible and, you know, answering to whoever needs to be answered to in regards to, you know, what it details. Do you know what I, I think? Do I make sense or no? I think you do make sense. I think that what you're saying is the title should not be essential to someone carrying out this role. And I think Correct. we all agree. Absolutely. Correct. I think, Correct. We, I think there's yes. widespread agreement. I think nobody And I think in any, any. Of the roles. Any of the roles. Absolutely. If you're a Sunday school teacher yeah, or I whatever. don't think you have to be a, a deacon title. or right. a Absolutely. title. Yes. These are titles. But with that said, though that's philosophically, I think everyone agrees and is correct, there are these titles that Paul says in the church, this should be the titles for these responsibilities, right? So that we know that there are titles. My for argument, outside of the church, there's titles? No, for, for the work of the church. For the work of the church. Like, so for instance, like... Someone but I mean, may, I, when you say the work of the church, I, I look at it as the work underneath the church. The building. The like, build, yeah. like yeah, inside yeah. No, the I building. Well, let me give you an example. So like in Acts 6, now scholars would say, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to be as both sides as I can be, right? So some would say, Mike, you're giving an example where the de- word deacon is not used. And I would agree. The word deacon is not used in this title. But remember, in Acts chapter 6, there's this moment where early on the apostles have a meeting and and literally they're like hey listen we cannot devote our time to the daily distribution of food because they have all these widows and orphans that they're taking care of that are inside the church family right that's not building work it was extended work that the church was reaching into the community Mm -hmm. but they're like the, the the apostles were having to distribute the food and make sure it was given out equally and so they literally held a meeting and go we're not gonna do this anymore and they were like, appoint some guys who can do this so we can continue to do this, right? Mm-hmm. This other thing. And they appoint, that's where you get like, they appoint Philip and Stephen. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, you know, this is where we see Stephen's story and the whole thing and, the, you know, the, the first martyr. So, but they appoint them. And most, pe- most guys would look at this, most scholars would come to this and go, whether or not the term deacon gets used here, this is the, this is the um, precursor to this role, meaning that there are certain guys that are deputized to carry out the work. The work of the church is extended work. I think that would fall exactly into what Sandy's doing, mm-hmm. right? And so, obviously, even if they're not given the title deacon there, they're deputized in some way. You're on a special committee now. Boom, you guys take care of this. We don't want to hear about it. Come to us at the end of your budget, please, <laughs> right? Like, we got stuff we got to do, <laughs> right? And so, I'm just saying, how do we work? Okay, let's... Let's go down this road, right? So let's go down the, the road of Pam. So if we're going down that road and we say, hey, titles are important, how do we get to the point where when, when women are serving in some area of ministry leadership or ministry organization that they get the same benefits of connectivity, synergy, working mm-hmm. together, rubbing shoulders, you know what I'm saying, that kind of stuff, accountability. How do they get that without a board, without a group? I think carefully digging into that scripture and coming up with what that really means. I've, I have not, I've never wanted to be a deacon, so mm-hmm. I've never studied it, right. you know. Um, but, you know, the leaders of the church coming up with what that really means first okay. and um, pushing tradition outside of our head. Um, and whatever you come up with, then determine, okay, we're going to make every woman on 
the first service the deacon however <laughs> however the first service works. girls are getting picked on guys How, and girls however that works but I, I i feel like the key is in the scripture right um and i i would take it i would be disappointed if we looked at it any other way other than finding out what the scripture says about it and then doing it. Right. If we found out that a deacon should be a man and that's it, then that's what it is. And, and, and I'm with that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like the tradition or what has always been done only because that's what has always been done with me. And mm-hmm. I had questions about it. So I always want to know what scripture says about it. Fair and, and if that, is what it is, and that's what everybody comes up with, and then that's what it is. Okay. Okay. So we start with Scripture. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> Hard to argue with that. <laughs> 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 it's like meeting over. <laughs> meeting over. Adjourned. I tend to agree with you. I think, uh, I think we start with Scripture and let Scripture speak for itself. I just think, I, I, like I said from the beginning, I think the challenge here is not what Scripture says. And yeah. it's not what logic logically works yeah. and it's not the the net the greater narrative of the new testament it's the real battle here is with experience and tradition mm-hmm. and i think that's it's overcoming oh i kind of always did it this way but what wins out though at scripture the end should win out yeah yeah and if you're out. doing it by scripture should win out it is what it is yeah. let scripture speak for what it yeah <laughs> yep i agree I agree. Okay, so basically it's all on, all on, on me. The tiebreaker. <laughs> so now you got to teach us what the scripture said. No. Oh. I just think it's a. I think it back to what Sandy was saying. I think it like for this always comes up for me in membership discovery. So I always sit there and hope they don't ask two questions. And membership discovery, okay? Can I just say? Yeah. <laughs> so so we don't have time to talk about one. In fact, we have like a, a nine-part podcast on one. We don't have time to talk about it. But I don't want them to ask the gay question mm-hmm. in membership discovery because it takes me too long to answer it. Yeah. Okay? And I don't want them to ask me about women's roles because it takes too long to answer <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting in on the next one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the worst. It's, so I literally sit there at the end of membership discovery and go, does anybody have any questions? And I go, because <laughs> I just, I'm like, first of all, I feel like the. Do the, they ask that? Yeah, I mean, almost every time. All the time. Really? Almost every time. Those are the two like go-to questions. Did. It is huh. brutal. It no is brutal. wonder you were so relieved when I asked the question in, in our membership discovery. I think I asked about um, something that was in the. Oh gosh. It was a word, Catholicism or oh, something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And now I see why you were like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> she yeah. didn't ask those questions. Yeah, it was great. I love answering those questions. It was so easy. Like one little line, I'm like, boom, solved, right? They yeah, ask you anything about women's rights. I was like, oh, man, this is so crazy. Because number one, think about it. I think the, the problem with the women's role question is, if it's a person who is coming at it just from a, a women's lib kind of thinking, mm-hmm. like there's no answer that's going to yeah. satisfy them yeah. other than like let them pastor right. the church. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So it's like I'm, I, there's no win. answer no. that I'm going to give that they're going to be like, okay, yeah, I agree with that. Yes. And then if it's not and they're coming at it from, hey, give me a robust understanding of what women's role I'm kind of like, well, I would like it this way. 
But the eldership has punted on this to some extent. We don't know what we're doing yet. We're still kind of like forming this. I know that sounds crazy, but you know. So we actually had that. Did we, I think we had this in the last membership class. So I answered it that way. I said, hey, well, here's my opinion on this. Here's my thought, but please understand that this is a forward group and we're trying to move together and it's not all decided quickly and we're kind of forming it. And then the person who asked the question goes, I'll be a deacon. (laughs) 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 And I was like, see, there's a problem. (laughs) And you should say, go ahead and read the scripture. (laughs) Read the scripture. Oh, so good. Okay. Okay. So we're going to leave it in the hands of scripture. And okay. So let me ask you this. So let's say, let's say for kicks and giggles, you know, I meet, you know, I end up meeting with the eldership and the eldership looks at this together with me and they go, yeah, you know what? You're right. It's it's very evident in scripture that there was a third group, that the group is women, that it's not usurping the authority of leadership of a church, but it is boots on the ground. It is, it's an important role. We haven't vested in this. We haven't formed it the way we should. Let's get after it. Then I got to go and I really got to make that, ooh, sorry, <laughs> smack my mic. I got to go make that argument on a Sunday morning. Like I got to make that argument uh, in the Sunday morning atmosphere, which is not always the easiest thing to do because mm-hmm. it's not like on Sunday morning we, we have a bunch of like question and answer time, Yeah. you know? It's, it doesn't tend to lend itself to question. So it's I, almost like it needs to be done on a Wednesday on a night, Wednesday, like yeah. a Wednesday night <laughs> yeah, series. Yeah. 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 yeah, like a Wednesday night, like, hey, let's walk through this and – work it out maybe we'll do that and maybe i'll promote that idea then we advertise it on sunday morning come for the fireworks on wednesday praying (laughs) for you (laughs) okay all right you guys have decided so much tonight that is so good that is so good okay well uh i want to say a big thank you to all of you guys for participating with us tonight um and i would like to uh hold the right to invite you back to talk about this uh, depending on what decisions get made about uh how we move forward and then get maybe your aftermath <laughs> of that okay yeah. <laughs> so good all right big thank you see you guys love you mean it thank, thank you. you thank you